and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we walk with Parasha Yitro, and as the Rebbe used to say, the Parasha of the week is the horoscope of the Jewish week. It's really, it's the energy of the week, and we're living with the times. To live with the times is to really immerse in the message of the Parasha, of the messages that we get from each Parasha, and bring them into our life. So Parasha Yitro, and this Shabbos especially, is a very, very special Shabbat. It's beautiful and very, 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 very Kodesh, very um, holy Shabbos, because this is the Shabbat in which Hashem gave the Ten Commandments to the Jewish people. This is the Shabbat of Matan Torah. Obviously, we celebrate the giving of the Torah on Shavuot, which will be around June, but Parasha Yitro is a parasha in which we are given the commandment to keep Shabbos. So we see here that this mitzvah of keeping, the, of keeping Shabbat is a very important mitzvah. It's the fourth commandment of the ten. It's in the first five commandments because the first five are our relationship with Hashem and the other five are our relationship between other people. And they're all parallel one to the other. So we see here that when we keep Shabbat, there's a very special energy that sustains Shabbat. And people that keep Shabbat that are Shomer Shabbos really bring a lot of blessing to their lives. Every, every Erev Shabbat, before the Shabbat of Yitro, we read the, the we read uh, where we read the parasha. It arouses the kedusha. It arouses the holiness, the sanctity of the importance of keeping this beautiful mitzvah. So to remember the day of Shabbat, which is one of the of the commandments, is to to remember Shabbat is um, is really to be to come into Shabbat with menucha, with peace of mind. And many of us come to Shabbat and we're ready to light our candles, we're ready to start such a holy day, but we don't come with menucha, we don't come with peace of mind. Because we're always feeling that there was something that we didn't accomplish, there's something that we had to do more. Uh, men come running home to get in the shower, to get ready for Shabbat, and they left in their business, like maybe they were in an important phone call and they had to hang up and tell the person, let me, we'll catch up on Monday, I have to go, Shabbat is coming and I have to go, I cannot do this right now. So many people come into Shabbat, women too, in which we cooked all day and we still are thinking if we missed one more kugel. And we come into Shabbat with that feeling that we didn't complete our job, that the, the weekday was not being able to be completed. And so Rabbi Benjamin Eisenberger, who I really love his, uh, his, his um, commentaries on the parasha in his book, Likras Shabbat, he's explaining to us that to be able to come into Shabbat with a with a clear mind, with a with a menucha, with a peace of mind that we're that we are ready to come into this very very holy day. We have to understand what Shabbat really means. So he says that we understand that we are to labor only six days. That's what we know. That's what we've taught, been taught. That there's. Um, six work days that we work, that we, we accomplish, we have a mission, we have a purpose in the material world to, to, to bring 
about uh, the revelation of Hashem in this world through the material world. That's what we're really doing when people go to work and they're obviously making a living and their intention is to bring able to pay their bills. But in reality, what they're doing is they're bringing revelation of God into the world through their work because through the work is when we have to really be the most, um, most uh, righteous is through the material world. This is where we really show our true colors. So Rashi explains, and he quotes from Hassal, from the, the sages. He says, we are obliged to see all our work as having been done. So when we come to Shabbat, we have to come to Shabbat with the mindset that everything that had to be accomplished in these six days was accomplished. There was nothing left over. There was nothing pending. Whatever had to be accomplished was already accomplished. And of course, you can't rely, really finish your job because in this life, till the day you go, there's always something more that you have to do. It's, it's never ending. It's like, really, there's always something more that needs to be done. There's another phone call I had to do. There's another paycheck I had to send. There's always something more that a person didn't accomplish. So this is a world of accomplishment. This is a world of action. So when we come to Shabbat, obviously there's something that we didn't finish, but in our mindset, in the way we, we relate to Shabbat and we relate to our workplace, we have to really come to, to the point where in which when we light our Shabbat candles and the husband goes to shul, where we say, okay, I'm done. Everything that I had to do this week was done. Everything was finished. There's nothing pending. And that's the mindset that we have to keep when we're coming into Shabbat. So it says here that when you welcome in the Shabbat, it, it, it should seem in your eyes, you should try to envision yourself in a state as if you're completed all your work. You have to look at it as I'm the, I, I finished everything that had to be done this week. And your mind should be free of anything that's still unfinished. So when we come into Shabbat, we have to leave the work days out of the house, out of the head, the office in the office, the, the kitchen in the kitchen. We cannot be on Shabbat thinking about mundane things. Shabbat is a day in which we have to concentrate on Hashem and, 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 and godliness. This is what Shabbat really means. And uh, it's, it's something that is a very hard task to do. You see it in the Shabbat table. People keep talking about business. But this is not a Shabbat, this is not in the spirit of Shabbat. This should be left for the weekdays. Shabbat, we should really think, speak, and do things that are holy. We should read material that is conducive to holiness, the Humash, a, a nice Jewish book. We should not be reading magazines. We shouldn't be reading novel, novels. It's not that you're desecrating Shabbat, but really you're not really being able to immerse into Shabbat. So there's a pasuk that says, on the seventh day it shall be Shabbat for Hashem, your Elohim. What does it mean, Shabbat for Hashem? What does it mean that the Shabbat is for God? It's not saying that it's for us, it's saying that it is for Hashem. And so a Shabbat for Hashem defines the way we should view Shabbat. Shabbat, it's Hashem's day. It's the day of God. You know, when there's Mother's Day, there's Father's Day, there's a Black Awareness Day, there's a Secretary Day, there's Doctor's Day, Nurse's Day, there's all days for all types of people. Well, 
Shabbat is Hashem's day. This is the day for God. And so Rabbi Eisenberger, Eisenberger says to desecrate the Shabbat, to not be uh, careful on Shabbat, is to under, undermine Hakadosh Paruhu to show disrespect to God. So a person that doesn't take care of Shabbat is a person that is not respecting God, a Jew. A Jew is commanded to keep Shabbat, and when he's not keeping Shabbat, it is as if he's disrespecting his boss. So the Omek, the deeper understanding is that we often forget and mistakenly think that we are in charge. And this is the greatest problem of the world, is that we think that we are in charge. And in reality, the only, per, the only being in charge in this world is Hashem. You know, if there's something that this virus has showed us, really, as crazy as it is, if you read the news, like every day there's something new about it. There's new mutations, there's the Brazilian mutation, suddenly there's people who are being reinfected, then there, you have people that put on the vaccine and suddenly they're sick with COVID. It's, it's mind-boggling, and people think that they have it under control. People think, oh, we found the vaccine, this is the remedy, oh, we found this medicine, this is the remedy, and then this disease, this virus, keeps changing and mutating and acting very differently in every person. Every person gets it very differently. So it's, it's mind-boggling, and one of the things that this virus has taught us that we should really learn this lesson and it's funny because the name of it is Corona. Corona means crown. Keter is who is the king? This is what we should be thinking right now. People should really be concentrating and thinking on who is the king. It's not Dr. Fauci. It's not the president. It's not the Pfizer and the Moderna and all these things. Obviously, Hashem sends salvation through natural means. The vaccine is something that came to the world because Hashem decreed it to come to the world. And we live in a world that is run by natural way, in a natural way, in a natural order. This is the way that Hashem created his system. And we go with that, but we, ne we should never forget who is the king in this world? Who gives the last word? Who puts the stamp on things? Who decrees everything? And if we really wanna get rid of this virus, it's time that the world start acknowledging Hashem and giving him the right uh, position in the world. So Shabbat really is a day for him. It's a day in which Jewish people stop working, they cease all activity, they immerse in a spiritual day in which they're honoring and sanctifying and making everything holy, elevating the world for Hashem. This is what it is. This is what Shabbat really means. So we forget that we are here as guests. We forget that this is, this is Hashem's home. This is Hashem's world. And we're here just as guests. It's like if you invite someone to your house and you give them a nice room and then this person decides to open all the windows of your house and he decides to put the music uh, full blast and he starts uh, uh, getting all your dishes dirty and he doesn't clean after. You know, it's not his house. It's not his house. He has to behave in a proper way. So in the same way, when we are, we have the merit, the sehut, to be alive and breathing and walking in this beautiful world that Hashem gave to us, we should be cognizant and, con and aware that this is not our house. This is God's home. And we should treat it with respect. So 
So he issues the orders, he makes the decisions, things go ultimately his and only his way, and to accept this fact, to experience this fact, is to experience the Kedusha of Shabbat. When we experience the holiness of Shabbat is when we are ready to give Hashem his domain. When we say, yes, God, you are the king. We're here for you. You are the king. And so, so that simple explanation is that it should seem to you as if all your work is complete, but the deeper meaning of the words is that it should seem as if your work has been done for you. So not only your work is complete, but everything you do, God gives you the, 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 the force that you need to be able to accomplish it. You're breathing because Hashem gave you breath. You're alive, you're moving, you're, you're, you're healthy, you're able to be productive, productive. You, you have purpose, you have a mission, you, all these things. It's only because Hashem gives you the energy to sustain you in this world and that keep you alive. So when we're ready to see this, this reality, when we're ready to open our eyes and, and live with this truth, not that the work is done to us in a sense that it's finished, but rather in the sense that it has been done, that Hashem has given you the ability, the tools, the, 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 everything, the qualifications, everything you need to be able to fulfill your purpose in the world. And so when you come to Shabbat, you should come with that feeling that you were able to accomplish what you accomplished because God gave you the goal to be able to accomplish what you accomplished. He did it for you. You know, there's a saying that says, don't ask why things happen to you. They're being, they happen for you. The world happens for you. And that's the mentality that we should have when we come into Shabbat. So there's a story that is a beautiful story of Rabbi Haim, Rabbi Haim Sonnenfeld. Uh, may he rest in peace. He was a very holy rabbi that used to live in the city of Jerusalem. And uh, he was very, very, very careful with Shabbat. He really was very, very careful with, with Shabbat, not to desecrate Shabbat. And one week, one week on Shabbos, his wife got very sick and he had to go and look for a doctor to come and, 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 and look at the wife. So he summoned Dr. Schwartz. And this Dr. Schwartz, he was a very famous doctor in, the, in those times in, in Jerusalem. He was a physician from Vienna and he used to take care of, of all uh, the religious community especially the ones that came from, from Hungary. And, but this doctor was not a, a Shomer Shabbat person, but he was a very good doctor. So he sent for him and he came, and when he came, he came with a lantern and it was Shabbat. And Rabbi, Rabbi Sonnenfeld, he felt very, very, very bad that this doctor had desecrated Shabbat to come and look at his wife. But he kept quiet. He didn't say one word. And so the doctor came, he checked the wife, he gave her the medicine, he told him that she should be getting better, he gave her the medicine. And so Rabbi Haim turned to the doctor and asked him when he was ready to leave because he was very troubled that a Jew would not be keeping Shabbat. And he, he tells him, but he was always very careful not to humiliate anybody. So he tells him, tell me, what is the relative size of the head compared to the body? to the whole body. And the doctor thought that the, the question was like an amusing question. This is funny, this question. It's really how, 
what's the relation between the head and the, and the, and the body. So, but he answered him with, very, with a lot of respect. This was a very important rabbi. And he says the human head takes approximately one-seventh of the whole body. So the body basically is divided in seven parts and one part is the head. So only a seventh part, said uh, Rabbi, Rabbi uh, Haim. And as he prepared to make his point, he said, imagine, imagine this, he said to the, to the doctor, all the limbs and the organs of the body are always going against the head. And the, and the, the, the body is the one that takes the hard part of, of their life, of the life of that body. It's the one that schleps and carries and does heavy labor. It's the body. But when it comes time to eat and the body's hungry, who, who is the one that takes pleasure of the food? It's the head, because the mouth is in the head. So the head is the one that eats, takes pleasure of the food with the, with the taste buds. That's where the pleasure is. The pleasure is not in the digestive system. You're not even aware when you're digesting your food, unless you ate a lot. But the head is the one that takes the pleasure of the food. And furthermore, when it comes time to express an opinion, when you want to say something, who says the opinion? Also the mouth, that's all, also in the head. So he says, uh, so he says the, 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 the body wants to protest, like why does the head take the good part of everything? And we, the body, we have to schlep and, and, and have pain in the body and we have to toil and everything's in the body. But the head easily counters the, their arguments and it says, you're right that the eating and the talking are in mind are mine, but this is only right, for it is I who direct and orchestrate all the actions of the body. So your hand cannot move, you cannot scratch yourself if the head doesn't send the commandment to the hand to scratch. It, it, it's, 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 the head is the command center. So it says here that the ratio of the head size to the rest of the body is exactly the same ratio of the, that God gave, in, that God divided the world, the, the six work days and Shabbat. So there are six work days and then you have Shabbat, which is one of the seventh. So we see here that the, the six days or the physical material is, is the days in which we pursue the physical and material uh, work. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's where we are trying to obtain gashinus, how they call it, which is the material world where we're laboring to, 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 to be able to succeed in the material world. And then, then comes one day a week, which is Shabbat, which is one in the seven. And so from this day of menuha, of peace of mind, a person draws the inspiration, the hisuk, the, the strength, the, the blessings, everything that he's going to need for the rest of the week. So it's the same concept of the body and the head with the weekdays and Shabbat. And so he says that that's why we say in the, in the song that we sing at the beginning of Shabbat, Lehadodi, it is the source of all braha. So Shabbat really, on Shabbat, what you're doing by keeping Shabbat, by being Shomer Shabbat, by being careful with Shabbat, as careful as you're with Shabbat, that's the energy that you're bringing down to the world for the next six days. Because 
Shabbat, just as the head is the control center of the whole body, Shabbat is the control center of the whole week. So anything that happens to you during the week was already created on Shabbat. So Shabbat is the one day that endows the rest of the days with meaning and perspective, with, a, with illumination and holiness. That's why it's so important to keep Shabbat. But it's a day for Hashem. It's a day for Him. We shouldn't keep it for ourselves. We keep, we keep it to bring pleasure to our King. And if it's not for the opportunity that Shabbat brings us and provides us, that it, it restores our spiritual stance, our ruchnius. It really gives us balance in our life. If not, your life would be like you're on a treadmill and you're never, you never stop. You're always running, 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 and there's never a, a minute to stop and, and take a break. Shabbat is that day in which we stop. So I want to wish you a blessed week. I want to really wish you a very blessed Shabbat Shalom, that you should be thinking about it. I, for those who don't keep Shabbat, I used to not keep Shabbat, but you can do it little by little. You can start doing little things. Maybe on Shabbat you don't use your phone. You put it away for one day. You put it away. Nothing happens. Believe me, I've been keeping Shabbat. I put it away. Nothing happens. I turn it on again and the same things are going on. Nothing happens. Put it away. People don't need you 24 hours a day. Take a, take a break. Take a break from social media. Take a break from that. Make a nice meal for your family. Sit down, do kiddush, eat bread, hamotzi. Elevate the day because really Shabbat is the control center of your life. It's what gives you the blessing for the rest of the week. So I leave you here and remember, live a little higher. Thank you. Thank you.